Hello, it's a marriage renewed, and this is Jennifer Marion. How is my audience on today? I'm so happy today because we'll be talking about a special topic, which is on singleness. And I have a very special guest who is so important to me. She is amazing. She's my spiritual daughter, aka mentee. Um, I just love her so much, and she's a perfect person to talk about singleness. So I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Hi, my name is Rihanna C. I am 22 years old. Yes, like she said, I am her spiritual daughter and mentee, and I love her just as much, if not even more. Um, yeah, so I am a blogger and a lifestyle photographer. Um, my blog focuses on all things faith-related, lifestyle, a little bit everything concerning me. So, um, yes, this is my favorite topic about regarding singleness because I am in a single season. So I am very excited to be here to discuss this with you all. And we're very thankful that she's here. So let me ask you this. If they wanted to contact you, if they wanted to get your information, what's your social media sites? What's those, what's those, what I can't tell, what is called the following name? Yes, yes. So <laughs> you can follow me on all social media, um, Instagram, at earth to re that is earth number two re that's r-e-e um and facebook you can just type in my name rihanna c um so yeah i'm more involved on instagram than facebook though so and so follow her if you hear this message you want to learn more about singleness she has a book that she's writing she's probably not going to tell you that but i'm going to tell you this that she has an amazing book that's about to come out that's talking about identity and purity and so follow her to see when it's going to drop i'm so excited of what god is doing in her life and so i'm going to ask questions it's going to be kind of like a question and um answer discussion and we're just going to flow with the holy spirit you know he's in charge and of course he's the one that takes over in our singleness so the first question i want to ask you is how important is it to wait on the right mate, the right man, the right husband? I view it to be very, very, very important. Um, I feel like it's the second closest relationship that you'll have next to a relationship with the father. Because this is somebody who you're going to be yoked with. You're going to be knit together with. Um, marriage is a ministry, so... I view it to be very, very important. And you don't want to date just to date. Um, always date with intention. That's how I view it to be. And I think that's very important because when you explain it as a marriage is a second relationship, you know, it's closest to the father. That's what that is because, you know, when you get married, before you get married, your covering is Jesus. You know, he's our covering. But then when you get married, you have that little umbrella where it becomes your husband as the protector and provider. And then you have Jesus. So that's a great way to um, answer that. Um, and so my next question would be, um, Rihanna is single. Yes, I am. Do you want to talk about purity, sexual purity, or you want to, can yeah. I tie that in? Yeah. And I, I'm saying that because I'm going to have two different people that we uh, speak about. I'm going to engage them on this topic, singleness. One is not, she's not a virgin, but Rihanna is here to bless us with that knowledge. And I think it's always great. Um, and I'm going to just say this really quickly. I think we always think, oh my God, you're not having sex, something wrong with you. But it shouldn't be normal in a culture where we're saying, oh my God, you're, you're still a virgin. It should be saying, oh my God, you're having sex, something's wrong with you. Um, and I'm, I can't 
toot my horn like I'm I'm no better but I did have sex before marriage and I had a son before I was married so I'm not here to uh cast doubt on anybody or judge or do anything but I think it is important that we spread the message both ways because you can have sex and still go back to doing what God has called you to do so I just wanted to bring that up and I thank God I can't wait to hear this I'm telling y'all this book is going to be fantastic and I'm, I'm blowing her up but I know it's going to be phenomenal because we need to put this message out that we're going to change the world to what God desires and not what we desire which is really desires fleshly desires mm-hmm. so my next question with that you're waiting for marriage mm-hmm. right what encourages you and not just the sexual part but what encourages you to wait what encourages you that I'm not just going to settle for anything any man mm-hmm. I'm going to just wait mm-hmm. well I'll go back a little bit um let's go back to high school so um, I've been, I am a virgin and in high school, um, being pure in school when you're around your peers and everybody, that's the norm to have sex. Um, it can be very challenging and very hard and, um, also very discouraging. You feel like you're an outcaster. Well, you are an outcast. <laughs> like you're the only person like in your group who's saving yourself and you don't really have anyone to relate to. So I kind of battled with that and I actually, um, found myself trying to fit in so to be completely honest I actually lied and when people asked me like have you had sex yet like you and your boyfriend y'all are dating like have y'all done it yet I would say yeah because I didn't want to feel like I was like singled out or people would talk about me so I would make up like these crazy stories didn't know what I was talking about why because I never really experienced that but they didn't know that so um, I faked the funk for a minute um, until my senior year when I became comfortable with um, my purity and I knew God had told me I needed to do this and I really didn't understand it um, to be completely honest but um, my freshman year of college is when I could kind of see what his um, reasoning for waiting until marriage to have sex um, and I discovered that through my relationship. Um, my boyfriend at the time, he was very lustful, I would say. So not only was he lusting after me, but he was lusting after other women. So I was like, Lord, if he's my boyfriend, then he shouldn't be like checking all these females out. Like what's going on? And I, he wasn't a virgin when we got together. So he had already had sex and he was experienced in that area. So in a relationship that also made me feel insecure and I didn't like the way that made me feel um long story short we ended up breaking up long story that's another podcast (laughs) but um yeah I got introduced to some like-minded individuals and they began to tell me the reasons why you know it's important to wait until marriage and I didn't feel as alone so it wasn't like this foreign thing anymore And God also brought um, friends of the opposite sex who understood. And I felt comfortable talking to them about um, purity. And I also learned in this um, season of my life, uh, it's not all about the waist down. You got to be pure in other ways too. Pure in your heart. pure, Pure in your mind. So when I figured this out, I was like, well, I want to see what this whole purity thing is about. So each day um, I dedicated myself to um, work on being pure, not only from the waist down, from, but from the waist up. 
That's so amazing. that's what uh, motivates me. I like that. And I think the biggest thing that you said, uh, when you don't know your identity, mm-hmm. you will fall for anything. And the biggest thing about identity, because I can speak for myself and the challenges that I faced in high school was everybody else was doing it, but I was still a virgin. Mm-hmm. And so when they would talk about their stories, it made, it kind of put peer pressure on me, peer pressure on me, because I was like, everybody doing it? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the, like right. you just was saying it, but I was like saying and like, I don't want to be saying right. and just be the only one out. And everybody was like, oh, it feels so good and this kind of stuff. And so then because I don't know myself, mm-hmm. because I wasn't the prettiest thing in the room, or because people didn't like me like that, mm-hmm. I began to say, well, I'm going to have sex, because everybody likes right. the people that's having sex. Right. And so that was my temptation, not knowing that I was called to something greater. But had I known my identity, which is in the Father, but which He made me right. perfect, then I probably wouldn't have straight off. There's so many different things that factor into that. But I think that's the biggest thing for young men and young women. Right. When you know your identity, you can't settle mm-hmm. for less. Yes. Um, and then another thing you said was uh, the waiting. You know, what motivates you to wait when you know that I'm not just my body, mm-hmm. I'm my mind, I'm my intellect, I'm my gifts. So you know, you want to discover those. Right. Yeah. You're the you're your destiny. You walk out that purpose, you know. So I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, you have anything else to add to that? I would also say um, something else that motivated me is reading my word and understanding what God has to say and his plans for me. So learning his plans for me, that motivated me to think, well, God, you have this waiting for me. So if I have to do this in this season, if I have to wait to get what you have for me, then I'm fine with that because your word assures me that that's the best plan anyway. Right. And you don't want to find the wrong husband. Yes. Um, it says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. But sometimes men are just looking and they're looking for a wife. They're looking for a quickie or they're yes. looking for somebody to share intimacy with. But no, you know, no fellowship. Well, intimacy is fellowship. But no togetherness in a relationship, right. I would say. And so it's very important that in the waiting you can really see if that man is who God desires of you. And you can mess around and get with a man of God or a Christian man, let's say like that, and he still is not who God desired you for you. Um, and so that's a whole nother podcast, and we will talk about that. Yes. <laughs> and I want to touch on that too. Um, I was watching a video by Heather Lindsay, um, I like Heather Lindsay, and she was saying in this time, you know, when you're courting or, you know, if you're just dating, you need to be attentive to the fruit that that, cur- that, that person carries. What fruit are they? Do they bear? Um, pay attention to their actions, yes. how they treat people, their character, yes. and that way you're not blindsided, right? And you don't want to be so focused on um, the idea of being with somebody that yes. you don't pay attention to that person for who they are, right? And that goes with a lot of different characteristics as we're yeah. talking about. Not knowing your identity, you know, low self-esteem, yeah. uh, people pleaser, yeah. attention seeking. Yeah. When you have a oh, comparison, well, my friend has a man, so I want a man. Mm-hmm. When you fall into those kind of layers or those those barriers that you put on yourself, then right. you'll settle for anything as well. And so I think it's very important as men and women of God who say, and this podcast is for men and women of God, but we do want people that don't know Christ to still receive the message and turn, change their lives. Mm-hmm. And so one of the biggest things that I have seen in society is that everybody wants to have sex, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to commit. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about that, do you think, and that goes into a question, do you think that's one of the most difficult and I'll kind of answer it but not do you think that's one of the most difficult things that everybody's in this society focuses on 
I'm going to tap that and I don't move on and then I'm going to go to the next person, but no real commitment. And I would say that the, that for me, I see young kids, you know, my children want to date in ninth grade. I'm like, the Bible tells you that you get married. You don't do all that. So what's the point of dating in ninth grade? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, if that's going to be your husband and God called it or ordained it, I got it. But so my question to you really is, why is it so difficult to date? Why is it so difficult in finding a mate, you know? I feel like, going back to what you said about commitment, people don't want to put in work. And any relationship that you have requires work. Mm -hmm. And I always go back to God and Christ. Um, Just because you got saved doesn't mean that everything is going to be peaches and rainbows. Like there's got to walk that thing out. (laughs) You have to walk it out. And there's work that comes um, with that. You have to work your faith. Yes. You have to work any relationship that you have, you have to put in work. Yes. And um, I would say this, before you focus on any relationship with the opposite sex, Focus on relationship with your friends. Yes. With your family. With That's your father. With and I'm talking father. about the heavenly father. Yes, yes. All those things. Um, because that's where you'll see yourself. You'll see areas within yourself that you know you have to work on. Right. Oh, I got bad communication with so-and-so. I need to work on this. Right. Oh, I'm not spending quality time um, with my devotion or reading my word. Mm-hmm. Um, it's commitment. Yes. Um, with Christ, you make a, it's a covenant. Yes. That um, you make with him. So what that is, it's a promise between you and God. Yes. So before you get into a covenant with your spouse, you need to understand that first comes a, a covenant, a commitment with Christ. Yes. And work on that before you involve, your, involve yourself in any other relationship. And I agree that. It is through Christ that I'm perfected to be a great wife. Yes. Um, me and my husband been together almost 13 years and married 10. Mm-hmm. And I can say that we didn't get married in him. Like, I knew Christ, mm-hmm. but I wasn't in Christ. You know, I went to church, but we can go to church and play church and not know God. Mm-hmm. And so I would say is when my relationship and his relationship actually begin to be defined in God, that we begin to see, okay, this marriage thing is really important. It's a covenant. It's a blood covenant, according to Bible. Uh, I won't get too deep, but it's a blood covenant, <laughs> according to Bible. And so I'm going to try to ask you a couple more questions. I think this is good. Okay. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. <laughs> this is my favorite topic. So. I'm this telling you, I think if we honor God, as we honor everybody else or honor every other thing that we like clothes, you know, material things, cars and all that. Mm-hmm. I think our relationships will be a little more found, firm and built on stable foundations. And that's the problem we're, and it goes back to, and I don't want to talk about the millennials. Cause I think we all went through it. You go back right. 10, you know, my, right. my mother name, I'm not talking about my mom, but my mother's name, you know, right. they 15 having kids, right. they getting married. So right. this new generation of having sex before marriage didn't just, start today 2019 yeah. it started a long time ago it's you know long as evil is in the world it's going to always be a continuous problem it's just more rapid now mm-hmm. than it was then right. and so um i want to say this what do you expect what are your expectations so you know like what are your expectations will be like well i'm a virgin so i want another virgin and i'm not saying that is i'm just <laughs> asking a question so right. i'm gonna ask you what are your expectations with having a husband. What do you expect from that? Mm-hmm. I mean, we know God is in it. So right. we know God got to be in right. him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what are some... And you don't have to give us too much because we don't want the men to be trying to get on your social media. <laughs> you know, because you don't put out... Okay. But I'm saying, what are your expectations 
in a husband? What do you desire from a husband? What do you want from him? Okay, so before I say anything, I want to say um, to the women, the young women, single women, it's important to set this standard from the jump, I would say. Set the standard. Set the standard. So for me, I would say I look for, one, a God-fearing man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I will be honest, this was one of my prayers, just to be uh, transparent. I said, Lord, I want somebody who's after your your heart right. before mine. Right. Um, and that's gonna <laughs> you'll be surprised because when he presents Come on to here, you, David. And he he <laughs> presents you with that man who's all about Christ, you're gonna be taken back a minute for a minute. Yes. And then you're gonna remember what you prayed for. Right. And you'll respect that. Right. So um so of course, yes, a guy who is um after God's own heart, um, a leader. Because he is called to lead the house. Mm-hmm. So, um, a leader, I look for somebody who is humble. Um, for someone who not only cares for um, his family, but for people he doesn't know. Because I I love missionary work. I love um, talking to people who don't look like me. I love helping people. So, a servant, I would also right. say. Um, because... Marriage is a ministry. You right. work together. You serve um, the people of God. So um, that's a quick little. I have a long list. That's, <laughs> that's in a nutshell. That's what I look for. And I think that sums it up because when you think about it, the only thing that I tell people when a ladies, you know, because I didn't really have too many expectations. I know what I want in a man, mm-hmm. but I didn't have. Hey, you gotta be did it did Cross off those lines like right. those TV shows show. Right. But I would say, women, men. Um, whoever's listening to the podcast on today, if you're going to give your significant other or the person that you're looking for uh, expectations, let's make sure we're honoring those yes, expectations. Yes. Because, you know, people say, I don't want a man that's all in the clubs and in the streets, but then you're yeah, all in the clubs the club and in the streets. Yeah. And so if we have expectations, we have a checklist of what we want our right man or right woman to look like. Let's make sure that we're doing the right thing and we're honoring God and what we desire and in our expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the only thing, other thing that I wanted to say. Because we're so quick to say these things about, yeah. my, I expect a man to have a house, a car, right. all of these things. And right. then you living with your mother. Right. So we're not going to. We're not going to say that. We're going to honor God on today. We're going to honor our expectations and the expectations that we have of others. And so then the last um, thing that I want you to share with the the podcasters. (laughs) Uh, What, if anything, in being single, if you had to provide them a message, maybe encouragement, strength, what would you say to them? I would use my favorite saying, and I say this all the time, singleness is a gift that nobody wants but a gift that everyone should like treasure um, it's such a gift and we yes. we don't really pay attention or really value it like we should um, we're so quick to want to jump into relationships just for the sake of being in one and seeing others in one but get to know yourself there's so much beauty and self-discovery um, yeah sometimes it won't feel good there's healing that's going to take place. There's pruning. It's a process. But not only do you get to know yourself, you get to know the Father and His yes, love. Yes. And going back to standards, when you know His love, you won't accept just anything. Yes. You won't. And that's just like with your earthly father. I know I love my daddy. 
And if a man don't treat, if he treats me anything less than how my father treats me, then that's a problem. And that is true. And that's a problem. And my dad is big on telling me and teaching me how I should be treated as a young woman. And um, so, yes, I would just say take time to experience um, self-love and the father's love. It's so important. And also um, pay attention to what God is teaching you in this moment. So that way um, you're prepared. He's not going to call you into something that you're not prepared for. Right. Um, And that's what I'm learning in this season. I'm like, (laughs) God, why am I in this? And why I got to do this? And why? And then there's urges. Like there's things that I'm interested in now that I wasn't interested in before. I'm like, where did that come from? Oh, because I'm preparing you because of what I have for you. So I'm like, okay, well, let me dig and let me unpack this and see what this is all about so that when that person does come when that man does come then I'm ready and I'm not um lacking in anything and whatever I lack he's there to pick it back up so yeah and I think um everything that you said has just been so phenomenal because it's in those singleness. Singleness is a ministry. Mm-hmm. It's a big ministry. It's a big part of our lives. We came out in earth single, mm-hmm. you know, until we get married. You know, so singleness, um, you would think in that and in our singleness that we can find ourselves. But sometimes we look for finding ourselves in somebody else and then we right. end up heartbroken. And so I would just recommend that we continue to work on ourselves and our singleness. We continue to get closer to the... Singleness is not just, oh, I'm just going to be waiting on a man to come text me or something. Singleness is waiting on the father, loving the father, loving on him like you would want to love on another man. Because if you have the father's love, that's the only love you really need. Um, Once you have his love, then you're able to love others and love your husband or your spouse, whatever, how God intends. And so in that singleness... You become intimate with the father. You get to know him. He knows your name. Mm-hmm. You know his name. That's and beautiful. then he begins to prune you. Yes. Prune you. And even yes. in those weaknesses that we have, mm-hmm. he perfects that. But he allows the weaknesses to be there. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think that's what's so phenomenal. And then when you meet your spouse, mm-hmm. because he knows the father and you know the father. Or maybe he doesn't know the father like you, mm-hmm. but y'all come together and y'all make this completeness. Yes. You become one. Yes. And so I think this is one of the best podcasts that is on here because it's a topic that a lot of us married people in the church don't talk about. It's a lot of people in the church that's married, getting divorced and all these things. And so singleness is a big topic. I'm going to be um, interviewing more people on this topic of singleness. I'm going to interview men. So you won't just say she only bring the the women on here. No, I'm going to interview men. I have a phenomenal man of God that I want to get on the podcast. And so I would say thank you, a marriage renewed family. Thank you for listening, tuning in. In, uh, share the podcast with your friends, your family, share it with the millennials, share it with the people that need to know that it's okay to be waiting on your uh your mate or waiting in your single seasons. All right, have a great day. Bye.